The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Oh, Luna, how do you get so high? Welcome to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. Why We Are Here is a portal of heartfelt communication designed to inspire you with expansive words of wisdom, personal insight, and open candor from luminary guests around the world. Now, here's your host, Sharon Rose Washington. Hello. And welcome to Why We're Here. I'm your visionary host, Sharon Rose Washington. You've now entered into the comfortable atmosphere where luminaries from around the world join us to share their heartfelt contributions as to why we're here. Today, my multi-gifted guest will discuss how to draw vital flowing chi energy from the invisible world in order to create an embellished lifestyle of good health, wealth, and wholeness in the world of visibility. My illuminated guest today is international feng shui black hat master, psychic medium, Tori Allah. She's been on Lifetime's hit show, America's Psychic Challenge, where she demonstrated her perceptive offerings as a clairvoyant, clairsentient, and clairaudient. And we'll disclose all of what that entails in a moment. But first, I'd like to add that her love for finding truth through intuitive clues in the ethers has fueled her adventurous journey, and she'll show us how feng shui can make one's life more colorful in business, love, and family dynamics, and how you can do it for yourself. So if you listen closely, you'll learn how to maintain abundant balance in every area of your life. And without further delay, hi, Tori. Hi, good afternoon, Sharon. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. It's a pleasure having you on, and we're celebrating you today, Tori. Thank you for being here. I'm quite honored that you are. I'm really celebrating the fact that you have this wonderful program on that huge question, why we are here, which a lot of people ask, of course, myself, too, just like everyone else. We're going to ask you later on after we hear more about uh, the feng shui and, and everything you do, and we'll, add, we'll put that question upon you when you're more comfortable with the, uh, with the interview. But you're multifaceted. I said that in the introduction, and, and I'll even use the word eclectic uh, in your accomplishments and your work and what you bring uh, to the planet. You're a feng shui master, medium, psychic, and uh, among other things. Do you sometimes go in on a job, let's say it's a, uh, a feng shui job, and you end up blending all of your specialties? Yes, I do. I actually use every facet of my abilities as an intuitive, which is clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, into my feng shui so that I can feel and sense everything about me when I'm doing a job. It's important for me to give the best and the best that I could possibly work with when I do a client's place of business or their home. 
And I use that even when I'm actually working on a child's bedroom when they're having nightmares, for example. So it, it works in every facet of my business. I, you know, I just go in with all of my gifts and, you know, just do the best I can. Is it true to say that you're a problem solver? Because it sounds like you go in, someone has an issue, a problem, like you said, whether it's work or a child's bedroom, mm-hmm. and you're a problem solver and you work that with the gifts that you have. Right, absolutely, Sharon. Uh, I love to problem solve. It's part of my inquisitive nature, and I believe that's why the psychic ability or the intuitive ability is at its foremost level, because I was always, as a child, curious about everything, and I still bring that curiosity, that childlike quality that I've never left into a job. I usually tell my clients, do do not tell me anything except that you you know, want me to come out and feng shui your business or actually feng shui your home. I would like to start with a clean palette, and then that's where I build on, and I enjoy that more. So so if they actually tell me, oh, I have a problem, you know, one of my children uh, is is really having really bad nightmares, well, right away, you know, you have that um, as a, it's almost like a foremost thought, but when uh, I go in, I would rather not hear that because I would rather pick that up and find out the reason why that child is having a nightmare. So I enjoy things like that. And then other things will come up and, and layer on top of that. So it's really an exciting adventure, and every client and every case that I work on is different from another. I, I cannot do a, you know, people tell me, well, can you just do something like generic? And there's no such thing as a generic for me as a feng shui master and using the black hat uh, technique. So it's quite exciting. Now, I was going to ask you, let's quickly, I'm just going to say clairvoyant. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me what that is, clairsentient and clairaudient, for those that don't know out there. Well, clairvoyant, um, I sometimes receive vision. Clairvoyant is that you can see, you know, and, and sense and, and really see this vision that's like a film playing out. Clairaudient, I've had that as a child where I can hear um, voices. I sometimes hear uh, someone telling me a story and I hear another story layered on top of that. So it's, as a child, I was very confused, like, which story do I listen to? <laughs> which is the truth? And, and so I was, um, when relaying a story, I would, somebody would say, well, tell me what that person said. And I would be kind of confused because I was hearing two things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of challenging. And as an adult, I was able to differentiate, of course, and, and know that this is a story coming here and this is another story coming there. And sometimes they gel and sometimes they don't. And, mm-hmm. and of course, that's clairaudient. And clairsentient is when I can sense, I can feel a chill when I'm going in some place or something that I'm saying brings on a chill, uh, not only for myself, but even for people near me. They would say, oh, I feel that chill. And I said, well, that's a confirmation in most instances in my situation. Well, that's kind of exciting, too, when people can feel the same thing I'm feeling. And that's the beauty of it, Tori. Um, you and I are friends, and when we talk, we... Yeah. We don't hold things exclusive. What I love about you and our Mm -hmm. friendship is that when we talk about clients and so forth, you do let people know that the gifts that you have are available to everyone. Exactly. Everybody, for example, I just, when people say or ask me a question, um, is everybody psychic or is everybody intuitive? I said, I, in, in my 20 years of doing this professionally, I've met like only one or two people that 
really have a zero. And unfortunately, one of them is my daughter. But as much as we're, <laughs> so I can really truthfully say there are such people out there. Uh, but she's very, very um, grounded. So she's mm-hmm. very grounded. She's very practical. So she's so she's left gift. brain. She's very left yes. brain. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She could work with that. She could work with that, right? Absolutely, but she definitely says, I don't get that show. I don't get that feeling. I don't hear that voice. I don't see a vision. And, you know, but she's very, very talented. So I would say that she's very grounded. She's very talented. She's very focused. And she really has another gift where um, the three of my, the other two children, actually three of us, have a whole different type of gift. And it's kind of fun, but we, Decide not to talk about it when she's around because oh, we don't want her to be left out, you know. Yeah. Well, that's thoughtful. Where did mm-hmm. you grow up, Tori? We're talking about the family. Where did you grow up? And, and it's true that your mom had some of the gifts you have, right? Right. My mother could see spirits, and she shared that with me when I was very young. And uh, so, therefore, that began my curiosity. We, I grew up in Hawaii. And, of course, you know, we grew up in nature, the ocean, the mountain uh, was all around us. The spirits were open to the fact that we could talk about spirits. We could talk about our dreams and we could share. And it was kind of like who could talk and, and have a better story. So we were welcomed into the fact that it was part of our culture, part of our sharing, and part of our family discussion. And, uh, of course, I, I came here in California when I was about eight. And, of course, it was a different atmosphere. And my mother said, you cannot talk about what you see. You cannot talk about the spirits when you go to school. It's not the same as in Hawaii. So, of course, I became very quiet growing up as a child here. And uh, because I would see things all the time and I couldn't share that. And I, then I went to the observation, which is another gift of itself. So then you just observe and you see how people can't see and can't get the clues. And I thought, wow, that's a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was very um, an introverted child in some sense when I was growing up until, of course, in high school. And then I met other uh, kids from Hawaii. And they were, you know, we started back talking back and forth about the spirits and how they experienced certain things. And then, of course, I blossomed in high school. Beautiful. And, yes, it was a wonderful, actually really uh, great growing up, growing up in Hawaii and in California. I don't regret it. It was just an enlightening experience for both different kind of cultures. And I love how you said you don't regret it because as you're talking, I'm intently listening and every step from Hawaii coming here mm-hmm. at a certain age, connecting once again with Hawaiian uh, friends and, and mm-hmm. people here in the States, it all collectively comes to where you are now, see? Yes, and I decided in, in high school that uh, talking to other children and uh, high schoolers and uh, you know my friends, and they were saying, well, we don't know what the luau is all about. So we actually, the Hawaiian kids and I decided, well, we're going to have the first luau in high school, and we're just going to sell tickets. <laughs> so we actually did uh, have my father's friends from Hawaii dig a pit, put the pig in. We did the traditional Hawaiian luau, and everybody dressed up in the Hawaiian outfits, and we had such a great time. Well, you and brought it to California. Place. You brought it to I California. I brought it. Absolutely. I'm all into sharing and experience, having other people experience it, the great love of nature that we people from Hawaii had and grew up with. 
So I still continue that um, tradition when I do my feng shui. I bring in the Hawaiian salt, you know, for purification, and it's a traditional habit shipped over, Hawaiian sea salt, and I pray over that. And I use a lot of the um, the tea leaf, and I incorporate a lot of the Hawaiian tradition in what I do. That's wonderful. Let's talk about feng shui, because that's going to be, uh, I was going to uh-huh. move into that as the next topic. Um, simply explain, what is feng shui and qi? Well, um, feng shui is basically, it's thousands of years old, the balancing, a life balance. So they, in Chinese custom, they, you know, kind of divided your life into nine segments. And all of those segments are quite important in someone's life. Whichever time frame that you're growing in that, or you're coming into fruitation. And um, some of the areas I want to uh, tell your listeners, some of the areas are fame or your reputation, relationship, your uh, creativity, benefactors, which is helping people. Another area is career. Another area is your skill and knowledge. Another area is family, and another area is wealth and prosperity, and lastly, of course, health. So these are the nine areas that Chinese people felt that if they're all in balance in certain aspects of your life, they should all be balanced. Now, for us as masters, of course, there are times in people's lives that they have troubled waters, and things are kind of like off-kilter. So then they bring a feng shui master into your home, and try to balance it. And we use certain aspects of things that we use to balance your home so that you, you don't have to worry about it. You, you continue your life and you keep that balance. Now, my situation when I go out and feng shui a home or a business, I teach because I'm, of course, a certified teacher. Uh, and that's my background. So I teach them how to keep that balance going. It's kind of like cleaning up your home, but you can't keep up with that. So yes. what I do is I teach them this is the basic things that you have to have in place to keep that balance. Whether you're off kilter, everybody's busy nowadays, and, uh, you know, life is a big rush. And so not everybody's in tune to what they should keep going. So where are the helping uh, people that go out there and teach people how to keep it going on? Whether, you, you know, it's kind of like subconsciously everything's in place. Okay, and colors are involved in and um, certain elements too, right? Yes, absolutely correct, Sharon. For example, the most obvious thing, love or relationship, you'd have pink in that area. For your children, creativity, we prefer white for, um, you know, for clarity of vision, you see. And for your helping people and your, or your benefactors, we prefer the color gray, because it's kind of like the gray area where sometimes you don't know if the people are going to help you or not. Of course, your career or business is the power color black. For skills and knowledge, it's the spiritual color blue. For family, it's always green because that's kind of an earth color, you know, the forest, the greenery, the nature. Wealth and prosperity is purple because purple signifies royalty. You know, the kings and queens always use purple. And for your reputation and fame, you want the red, the power color to go out there. So all of these colors really is uh, very logical, and people really don't have to think about it if I explain it to them. And as a teacher, I love doing that, is to explain so that, you know, they don't have to think, what was that? What was that fame? Oh, fame is power red. 
you know, mm-hmm. and things of that sort. So I teach that to children, too, because they can functionally their own home or their own, actually, their room. And I think it's really fun for them to do that. And they remember things like this. I keep it very simple. Simplified. My feng shui is very basic because I taught second grade, so I decided mm-hmm. to make it very simple for people to understand. And so you're saying themselves. in the home there are mm-hmm. areas like north yes. south area or east or west area that you would have a particular corner of of say wealth and prosperity would be in a certain part, and career right. well, might be in another part or something. Well. Um, in black hat feng shui is uh, what I called the east-west blended because we notice as uh, feng shui people that not everybody in the western hemisphere um, really built their home facing north, which is the true perfect home. So what we did in the black hat feng shui, they blended the east and west, and so we put the energy as though the house is facing north. So what happens is that you go to the front door and we figure, okay, that is the north. And we just work with the energy going that way, that that's, your home is facing north, the true way. Of course, sometimes it's tilted a little bit to the west. Sometimes it's tilted a, bit, a little bit to the east. It's a little off. But we put that energy, we take that into account because I feng shui the inside of the house and I work on the outside too. So it's kind of a complete... So I have that energy kind of moving a certain way. Okay. What's something, uh, I'm just going to throw this out, something Uh someone would do in the home for, uh, let's say, feng shui for family uh, harmony? What's something they could do? Family harmony. Okay. That's a very good question. And one of my most popular areas is the family. And uh, I would feng shui two areas when we're doing family. I would feng shui family as you walk in. You, you hit the middle. You have to grid your home into a block, if you can, and split it into nine perfect squares as much as possible. And what you do is, what you would do is go into the front door, go to the middle section of your home, and turn left. The far left corner or far, far left wall would be considered your family. And in that family area, I would put pictures of your family because you're going to honor that family. And also you would uh, possibly use a lot of green. So I would put like a green, if you have a little sofa there, put a green throw over it. If you don't have any live plants, I would put some bamboo plants, preferably eight. Eight meaning significant, significant you know, symbolizing the perpetual number mm-hmm. is eight for feng shui. Okay. And like I would in, like, then, infinity? like infinity? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's infinity. And I would also then, if you've got a good family, of course, you have a marriage or you have relationship section. See, I do both. I cover myself both. So I'm a, I, I really want to do a good job. So I'm not going to uh, forget about um, the relationship section, which is then your love section. And the love section is you go all the way now to the back of your home, the back section way to the right. So that wall or that corner back there would be your love corner, what I call love and relationships. And I would put places of two, pairs of two, two birds, you know, two um, hearts. I would put pictures of pairs of people, preferably you and someone that you love. You see, I wouldn't put like a single person there. I would 
if you don't have a picture with just you and significant other, put no pictures in there. I would put an affirmation. Mm -hmm. In this corner, it's my love corner, and all those that are invited, I have an affinity of love and compassion for, you see. And that is your corner that uh, you would designate as your love corner. And there's other affirmations that you can Google for love and building on a relationship that's wonderful. And whatever that really you're, that inspires you to feel that way is perfect for that corner. That's wonderful. That's feng shui for the family harmony. We're going to mm-hmm. um, take a break and, and we'll come back because we have a couple more feng shui questions. But we're going to have to take a break for commercial. And wonderful. if you'd like to reach us at Voice America's Why We're Here, please go to Sharon at whywe'rehere.info and let us know what's on your heart and mind. And we'll be right back with my remarkable guest, feng shui master, medium, psychic, Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whywearehere.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whywearehere.info. That's Sharon at whywearehere.info. Now, back to the show. And we are back with my dynamic guest, Feng Shui Master, Psychic Medium, Tori Ala. Tori? Yes, Sharon. Hi. We were talking about Feng Shui for Family Harmony, and I want to ask you, why is it important to clear the clutter of the home with feng shui. I think about the, they have that show hoarders or whatever and how people are kind of stuck, right? So absolutely. Why, absolutely. Why You're totally right. Um, you know, to add clutter is a distraction. Also, if you want to clean your area, you have to be free and, and your thoughts have to be of the focusing on your particular family situation. You really don't want to have layers and layers of things that weigh that family situation down. So you really have to clear that, leave positive things that inspire you, and things, uh, for example, I see a lot of books that are are on the floor and files that are on the floor and newspaper that are on the floor. You need to keep everything off the floor. Do not even put your purse on the floor 
because what happens, energy goes down, and you need to have everything upright. So I always tell people, even interior designers that I've worked with that have their design books on the ground, I said, you know, get get a file system where you have it. It can be like lifted off the ground an inch or two. That makes all the difference in the world. The energy will flow, and you need to have it stacked upright, like in a volume, so you could see. And it's just better feng shui, better organization. And uh, I guarantee, when when they did that, their uh, business went up ten percent. Because I feng shui, yeah, I feng shui their home office. A lot of them work out of the home, so uh, they have a tendency to just throw things in the corner. And usually, it's their office is usually in the family section. So, um, you know, we have to work on that one. So that's a, a key thing that habitual thing that people do. They stack things up in the corner. So if you have things like that, remove that, discard that. Set it upright if you need that in in the room. Even when you have, I did architectural offices, and they've got rolls and rolls of master plans, and they have it rubber banded on the floor. I said, no, it's not going anywhere. It's laying flat. Your money's going to lay flat. Mm. <laughs> as soon as they got those little organizers, those little tubes, and, and, and then lifted it up and organized it, they could find it better. They could just, you know, give it to someone uh, to work on. And it, it was a lot neater and uh, more organized, more professional. Mm-hmm. What's, what's something for health of feng shui? Okay, health is your middle section of your home or your business, or if you're working at home in an office, your middle section of that office. And uh, again, I would use an eight bamboo if you can get one in a, in a nice uh, yellow type of vase or have yellow around it because yellow is signifying the sun energy from the sun. That's a great way to remember yellow is a great color for your health. And also, if you can get um, a balancing yin-yang uh, type of symbolism near your health um, plant or your health center, that would really keep the balance and, you know, signify the balance in your life, which is health. Health always should be the center of everyone's home and business. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. In, a, in, a, in a simple explanation, through the use of feng shui, because uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to attract a mate. Um, how does someone go about attracting a mate uh, through feng oh, shui? Oh, that's great. Okay. I always tell people, sit down and write on a piece of paper. And I'm sure Dr. Phil's going to also um, give me a thumbs up on that. Write 12, 12 things that you cannot do without that what you really, really want in a significant other. Okay, and also uh, on the other side of that piece of paper, write down 12 things that you cannot stand. Okay, so what I would do with the 12 positive things is to put that in your love corner. Okay, if you're really looking for a mate, put, again, two lovebirds in there. Put two hearts because it's going to send that energy of pairs out there. Okay, what I've been finding out, a lot of times people make a mistake. They put the ones that the person that they really like in that love corner, single person. They, they're not even with that person in the picture. And I said, well, you know, that person's all alone out there. <laughs> Where are you? So, and they go, oh, gosh, I never thought of that, Tori. And I said, uh-huh. Where are you? You're not even in the picture. And that's what's going to happen. <laughs> it's so logical. Feng shui is not hard. It, people make it hard. <laughs> and I try to make it real simple so that everybody can do it 
at their own leisure. And you need to clean that feng shui corner mm-hmm. of love. You need to clean that. Do not put, I just, I had done years ago a master, feng shui master. And what she had is a teddy bear, her, a pair of teddy bears there. And I said, you know, I'm getting bad energy from that teddy bear. And she says, well, like, it's my ex-husband and he bought it for me. And that teddy bear is a lot of money. I mean, it's one of these antique things. I said, well, you're not going to bring anybody new in because he's still there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> took, I, I mean, that's a master. So we, we masters make mistakes. We masters need to be reminded because, of course, it's habitual. You put something that you love and adore, not thinking that there's energy that's, you know, you, you can't move on with that energy. So all those people are listening. If you got somebody, something from a significant other in your love corner that you've forgotten, clean that out. Get rid mm-hmm. of it if it's no longer in your life anymore. <laughs> you know. Well, and- I love that you said it was one of the masters, too, because yes. you're right. It, it doesn't matter how you've studied or how deep it goes. Mm-hmm. We're all here to help one another. How did you take your innate gift and make it work for you in your personal life uh, and your career? Oh, that's a great question. You know, we ourselves, like the master that I help, forget about ourselves. We have to take that time to nurture ourselves, too. And everybody out there, you need to take that time to nurture, to find who you are, and to be safe and secure with that. So take the time momentarily. Uh, I take half an hour each day to take care of myself. And how I do that, I do prayer and meditation to get centered. I ground. I, I have a grateful list and appreciation list that I go through. And um, I have a need and want list, which is do I really need it or do I want it? And so that's really important in my life. So I try to keep the balance because how can I punctuate someone else if I'm not balanced? The balancing starts from within yourself. And, um, you know, we do forget that because I'm always, I'm so busy and everybody needs to have some advice. You know, they're calling or the email or texting. And so we lose ourselves in everybody else's situation. It's very important for everyone, whether you're a mom, you're a career woman, you're a career guy out there, you're a father, a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you need to center yourself and get Mm -hmm. back to the basic. Meditation is the key, I feel. I like that need and want list, too, Mm -hmm. that you mentioned. Uh, Tori, let's talk about your book. You have a book called Discovering Your Spiritual Path. Uh, Would you share with the audience how this book came about and what it's all about? It came about as I was teaching um, psychic development, actually, and I felt that other teachers, uh, I had a teaching background and still have a teaching background, trained as a teacher, um, a California certified teacher, and so I I understood listening to other classes that were going on uh, at the same time as mine that the teachers had a difficult time in really presenting their thoughts to the students. So um, then I wrote this book as a manual for teaching psychic development, and then it turned into uh, the students asking me, what was the stories behind this? I asked my clients if I could share some of their stories and changing the names, and they were more than happy to let me do that, and voila, it went out initially as a paperback book with just a teaching situation with homework at the end of each chapter so they could focus on what I was gearing um, the students or whoever was reading the book where they were going toward um, the results of the chapter, and then there was the story behind it. 
And then, of course, um, I was fortunate to have the divine tell me that for every person that purchases a book, it comes with two blessed angels. They help them through the book. That's beautiful, Tori. Thank you. So that was at the end of the chapter. That was, uh, they would read that. Oh my gosh, I get an angel. Then, of course, the angels appear. And as I meditate, they call me and the, you know, the buyers would call me, the purchasers of the book, and then I would uh, channel their angel's name. They would appear. Here we are, volunteering for, for this person. <laughs> and so then um, they were actually being helped, which is really gracious of the other side to allow me to um, to actually give them, uh, each person, at least one or two angels to come with the book. Well, talking about your teaching, you actually have mm-hmm. a school in which you work with children who are right. psychic. You, you train them and you help them because people out there, um, and there might even be people listening who have been children who were psychic and are psychic, or they may you know be younger people who are listening, and, and it's not always an easy time for them. Talk about your school and what you do with these children. Yes, it really started with a psychiatrist calling me, and, and uh, she saw an article about me in a newspaper, and because I was a certified teacher and I was going to be on American Psychic Challenge, she kind of thought, wow, this is a professional that I want to contact because she had several uh, children and one adult, one or two adults that were psychic. And so she called me and she said, you know, I really want to meet you. And uh, after she met me, she goes, I really want to send uh, over some of my clients that I think is they're psychic. And I really don't want to recommend um, prescription drugs for them. And so I said, well, I'm not a psychiatrist. So I went through some testing uh, that I was tested for my ability. So I shared that testing with these children and with their parents watching. And the parents just started crying because then they saw how psychic their children were. And so, therefore, I started working, and, of course, they became teenagers quite rapidly. You know, you forget about the time working with kids, and they become teenagers. Now I got, uh, I have the, um, um, the majority of them in college right now. Mm-hmm. And so they're in college, but they still keep in touch, you know, and uh, they still email me or Facebook me if they've got questions about orbs or, and therefore, but we still get together and we do some psychic um, exercises. Uh, they also are very intuitive. They, I was at Costco with, bumped into one of them uh, just last week and she was picking up the same thing I was picking up, which was fantastic. The mom was going, wow, I can't even believe it. And I said, she's really, I teach them grounding, I teach them centering, I teach them meditation, and then they also, um, you know, teach their sibling uh, to help them with the psychic testing. So Mm -hmm. I use playing cards, I use pictures, and and they learn how to concentrate. Now, what's happening in college, when we all get together, uh, we do lunches sometimes, and they said, you know, Tori, we are really concentrating on our work and our studies, and we're studying a uh, third less time than our roommates are studying, and we're getting better grades. And the roommates okay. can't understand it. You know, it's really great. <laughs> They're using that now in their testing, their focus. Well, who are some of the beautiful souls coming in, the children of today? Oh, gosh, we have great psychic kids that are coming in that are just, they don't have the, um, how do I say, the boxed in kind of feeling. You know, the parents are being more educated, that there's a sixth sense out there that we're still trying to figure out, and and the children are, are very being very open to um, meditating 
and I'm having adults now, either older adults in their 60s meditating, as well as the kids, um, you know, 10, 11, 12. And uh, they continue, once they start meditating, uh, they continue the focus. They get better. They even meditate before a baseball game. I had one that says, you know, his coach was just, we have to go out there and win. And he's sitting there, and he's grounding himself. He's concentrating. He's meditating, and he's thinking, I'm going to do the best batting that I ever did before. And he's focused like that. And he did a fantastic game. So it was, it was really, it's amazing what they're doing with the training. You know, they're doing well in school, well in college. Uh, they're actually doing well in sports. Um, I just get a bevy of information. I had one that was going to be hired by the government for his ability. And he came to me, he's in his mid-20s, and said, Tori, I don't know what I should do. I'm being hired for this gift. And that was just wonderful, you know. That uh, the ability has now gotten to a point where uh, you know p- other people recognize it, and so that's you know it's just really phenomenal. And the it sky's is. the limit. The sky's the, really the limit, uh, uh, you know, for this because they go and they feel and they have a better sense of who they are and they're comfortable with that. And also the psychic youth program, um, you know, when they went to high school. They invited me. Now, this is interesting. High school invites a psychic, um, you know, feng shui master and intuitive to come aboard and lecture. Well, it's, ti- it's timely. It's it's actually really timely, mm-hmm. and I think it's – and who could they pick? I mean, who would be a better choice than you, Tori? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate that. Uh, you know, they asked me to come back again and again. And, of course, one of the teachers said, you know, I thanked her for letting us use her classroom. And, you know, the, afterwards it was standing room only. It was also a club that, you know, these children put together, a paranormal psychic investigator club. And so I, I went in there in the lecture, too. And then, um, you know, I knew she was skeptical. I knew the teacher was skeptical. She's a high school teacher, and, of course, that's normal. So I looked at her and I said, Mrs. So-and-so, you're, you're just really amazing. And she said, oh, well, thank you. I said, no, it's amazing that you can balance your checkbook up to the penny. I can't even do that. (laughs) Well, we all have different gifts, don't we? (laughs) She looked at me and she says, how did you know that? I said, because I heard. You're fantastic. You should have been a math teacher. You're an English teacher, aren't you? And she goes, I am. Oh, my God. And I said, well, you should have been you know, A-plus on math, because if you can balance your checkbook, you're beyond my skills. And so she became, she said, when are you coming back? I want to ask you a question. <laughs> it was just, I won her over just with that. So it's, it's a beautiful gift that uh, I was blessed with, really. And uh, I just wanted to open it up to uh, people to understand that the psychic children out there, the very sensitive children, are not the oddities. Because they become people like us that, you know, now I make a living off of it and, right. and quite a good living. So I'm really blessed with that. Well, it's all, it's all in love. It all sounds like it's in love. We're going to have to take a quick break. And in the meantime, okay. you'll find me on Twitter at Sharon Isis Rose or email Sharon at whywe'rehere.info if you have any questions for our celebrated guest, Tori Allah. Also, go to IsisRoseCreations.com and on the contact page to tell us your version of why we're here. And we'll bring one of you out here on the show to elaborate on why we are here. And you'll also receive a few awesome gifts from the Empowerment Channel, including a few books, candles from our wonderful guest today, Feng Shui, intuitive medium, Tori Allah. Okay, so Tori will be right back. Everybody stay tuned for the following announcement. 
Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Wouldn't you love to experience formidable, personal, transformational changes to highly benefit your life and those around you? Do you want to eradicate anything holding you back from living with focused clarity in a harmonious lifestyle of the highest of intent, vitality, and abundant well-being? Empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington is here to assist you in the revolution of your evolutionary self. In these unpredictable times, it is important to connect with one's own pure inner power base of expansive creativity, heightened intuition, and radiant fulfillment. To contact visionary Sharon Rose Washington for information or to make an appointment, call 323-960-5167 or email Sharon at whyweareherein.info for a free introductory consultation. For immediate empowerment coaching and energetic transformational healing services, please call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. It's time to celebrate the joyful life of the authentic origin you were meant to live. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Why We Are Here with empowerment coach, energy healer, and visionary author Sharon Rose Washington. If you have a question about the program or would like to share a comment, please send an email to Sharon at whyweareherein.info. That's Sharon at whyweareherein.info. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back once again. I'm your host, Sharon Rose Washington, here with my luminary guest. We're celebrating psychic, medium, and feng shui master, Tori Ala. Tori? Yes, Sharon. Okay, we have a couple of questions that have been coming in. Matter of fact, we have a um, few, and we may not be able to have you answer all of them. But um, they're from the email, Sharon, at why we're here, uh, dot info. Are you ready for a few questions? Absolutely, I'm ready. Okay. The first question is from Claire, and she's from Manhattan uh, uh, in New York. And she wants to know if the spirit of the writer of a playbook she just received, and she's considered producing the play, if the spirit of this writer or an entity is trying to reach her. She says she placed the playbook in her home, and it's missing. And the author is a spiritualist who was born February 15, 1838, and they died June 9, 1927. Now, Claire says her birthday is only a day before this uh, woman's birthday, which is February 14th. She actually wants to produce the play about spiritualism and tell the story, but she wants to know, is there a connection regarding this person and, and what may have happened to the book or whatever? You know, um, I feel I feel there's a past life connection with her and this person. And the reason I'm feeling this way, and not necessarily she is that person, but she has an affinity for that person. Now, the reason that that book is missing is that she's not quite ready, personally, to produce a play, and her energy has to be brought up. The play is very heavy, so she needs to really build up her energy. And how do you build that up? You have to do a lot of prayer and meditation, light a lot of candles. I would say bless her home, too. And in blessing that home, I think she's going to find the book. But she you needs know, to bless her home, clean, cleanse her home. And you may, you're, I believe you're right also because uh, she mentions that she had had surgery only a, um, not even a month ago. 
Yes, yeah. I feel her energy is at a low point right now. She needs to build up. So, uh, you know, because the play itself is heavy, and if she's reading it while she's still recovering, it would just not give her a chance to fully recover. She needs to fully recover, be light, sage if she can, salt the room if she can. And when she gets all of that, blessed. And she might have to continue to do that while she's reading the play. But right now, I think the play is put away for that uh, purpose. And okay? do you think, yeah, and do you think that she is the person who might be the one to produce this at some point? She's awfully close to that. It just depends on how her recovery is because that's going to be a lot of energy for her to produce it. She might um, have to find uh, one or two people to co-produce it. I feel, because of the fact that um, she's going to be um, able to, um, you know, she'll split her energies um, and be able to delegate if she can do that. Uh, to do it singularly, as you know, you, you yourself as a producer, Sharon, um, it's very difficult to put all that weight on you, you see. Mm-hmm. And especially, she's not at 100% in regards to her energy level. She's still recovering. So I would say if she can either do co- have co-producers to other people or to other people that she can delegate some work to, if she still wants to be the main producer, that would be okay. But she needs to be able to delegate. She has a hard time delegating jobs out. She's very brilliant. She reads a lot. She's very intense. Uh, I don't know if you know her personally, but she's a very intense person. But she's also a giver. She's also a giver. So what happens is she splits herself too many ways, but if she's able to delegate, that would be an awesome thing. She has to have two people to work under her. I see that. Okay, that's wonderful, uh, Tori. Mm -hmm. Thank 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 you, you. Claire, for that question. Uh, Next question is from Anthony, and Anthony Mm -hmm. is from Studio City, California. Um, Anthony's a Gemini. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wants to know if you can tell him anything about someone in his life who's crossed over. Is there someone in particular who wants to let him know something? Well, you know, Anthony, um, he's had, he's been given signs. I think the purpose for this question is that he wants confirmation on the signs that he's being given. You know, he's a very intellectual person, and what he he always like second guess, like I'm not. You know, I'm getting this, but I, I, is that a sign? I'm not sure if that was a sign. You know, I need another sign. You see what I'm saying? He has to really go into his intuitive sensing and trust and have faith. Now, he's a very bright person also, just like Claire was. Uh, but the, the problem with Anthony is he doesn't seem to be able to focus. So when he gets a sign, he needs to write it down, journal it, put a date on it. Also put down what he has um, what he was thinking about prior to this event happening, because he has been having signs. Now, he he also can connect, uh, especially more clearly and more focusedly, if he does prayer and meditation and grounds himself, because I feel that Anthony, I feel his energy, he's all over the place, you know what I'm saying? So the main thing is to get into some meditation program. He could he could do a weekend meditation. They have things out there that he can go to. Deepak Chopra has a great one. And um, a weekend seminar type of thing. And if he gets grounded like that and, and release negativity, you know, learn how to, uh, what I call dump, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. dump, he'd be really perfect. But he is uh, being um, 
actually he does have some signs. I, I feel that this person that he has a, a, or had a great relationship before this person crossed over, there's still a connection, I feel. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's move right along here because we've got a few more questions. Next okay. question. These are two brothers. One is named Tin. The other is Hugh. They're of Anaheim, California. Uh, the first question from Tin is, he wants to know where's the love. He wants to know when will we on the planet all have unified love and live as one with no war. Oh, don't we all wish that yesterday. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you can have a it starts with you as a person. It starts, Ken, I, have, I would tell Ken, if Ken was standing in front of me, I said, Ken, it has to start with you. You know, if we all took responsibility for that, it would be a big surge. But we're always waiting for somebody else or some other situation happening for us to jump in on the bandwagon. But he has to start within himself to get that momentum going. And, you know, one becomes two, two becomes four, that type of thing. So you have to look at it that way. You have to start from you. You can't expect somebody else to do it, and you're going, okay, now it's time for me to jump in. So start that within yourself. Yeah, I think that would be the best thing for Ken. Okay, Okay. and his his name is Tin, T-I-N. Oh, okay. And and his brother, Hugh, wants to know when and if he'll see his mystery girl again in this lifetime. He saw her from afar in 2008. He never really got to meet her. Well, he's one of these. Okay, this is Hugh. He's one of these that has to have somebody else make it happen, just like his brother. He has to go out there and be a little bit more progressive and aggressive. So if he sees a situation, he needs to move forward because that girl is just waiting for that situation. You see what I'm saying? Hugh is waiting for that person to make a move. No, Hugh has to make that move. And when he starts doing that, he's going to meet more than one girl. I'm I'm sorry to tell him there's more than one person out there for him. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, he's great. sitting back. He's just sitting back. He and his brother, that's why I think they're related. But okay. he needs to get out there and get a little bit more aggressive. He sees somebody he likes, make a move. Go out there and show yourself. You know, it's kind of like hedging. And you only get so many opportunities, Hugh. You know? Yeah. I mean, what do you want? The girl to to knock on your door, that's not going to happen. I, I think I think you, you may have hit the, the, what is that, the nail on the head when you just right. said... The girl knock on the door. Let's go on yeah. to the next question. Okay. And it's from Carissa from Hong Kong, China. Carissa uh-huh. wants to know about past lives and how to clear energy from karmic debt. She also asks, is it important to know about past lives in order to make this life better? And she's a Capricorn. Okay. She's asking that because she has had uh, past life loves that, you know, it was kind of like, it was like, bam. I mean, she knew that they had something going on. It was just when their eyes locked. And Carissa, if you were here, you, you would probably be agreeing with me if you want to really be honest. And you, and you thought, oh, my gosh, I haven't had that occurring in such a long time. And, yes, I want to say, yes, that was a past life situation. Um, yes, also, I'm, in fact, it's funny you're saying that I'm doing a past life seminar in May in the Weston and Long Beach. You're too far for that, but hopefully we'll have it on video, and maybe you could check that out. But um, what's happening is that a lot of times that we meet the same people in this lifetime as we had in the past life. Why? You get a second chance. You're either going to resolve the situation or you're going to say, you know, I'm done. So either way, you're going to be resolving that, whether you can resolve a, 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 lot, a love lost 
in a prior life, and you get another chance at it. And why do you get another chance at it? You said when you crossed over in the past life, you said, I want another chance with that guy. I want to really get to know him because I missed him twice already, and I don't want to miss him again. So, yes, it is. Uh, and if some people call that karma, you know, it's a different word. But And other people say, you know what, I get a second or third or fourth chance. Sometimes you get five chances. Because you just like can't that. figure that one out. Yeah, you have you have other chances. I mean, you know, if it doesn't work out this lifetime, let me tell you, it's you, you're going to have another chance at that. Okay, so our next question, and thank you very much, Carissa. Our next question is from Raquel from Laurel mm-hmm. Canyon, uh, California. She says she has a startup online company called GoToGirl.net. It's a website under construction. She said, what direction should she go in? She wants to travel the world. And uh, will she be traveling soon with her go-to girl company? She's well, uh, first of all, she has to work on the basics. She has to get that well-centered. The foundation needs to be worked on a little bit. The ideas uh, is very fantastic. She's got a very creative idea. She needs to get good people to really support that and where she can travel and be away from that. But she has an opportunity to also check in when she's traveling. Uh, so the first thing is really to concentrate on the groundwork with that. And she needs to have... Um, you know, um, a lawyer, and so she needs to have everything set in stone before she decides to even think about having a vacation. There won't be a vacation for her for at least 18 months to two years. Would her, know, company, would her company combine the travel uh, go-to girl at all? Um, you know, again, she's got to get that really. Now, what she wants to do really is to travel and also to touch base and, and do that um, you know, information online type of thing, but she has to have the foundation at her base site to make sure that everything is going smoothly too. You know, so okay. she's got to, she, she can't really travel and, and do the things she wants to do. She could do short travels. I would say five days to six days, but she can't really go to two weeks. So she, you know, unfortunately she can't be going too far initially for the first year, but I would say after 18 months, she's able to do what she really wants to do. She's okay, got to put a little bit more time. Yeah, just a little bit more time in that. Don't okay, and we have one Marissa. last question. It's mm-hmm. from Susan, and Susan is from Moon Township, Pennsylvania. Susan says, I want to get a money plant, but the two I'm familiar with are Jade and Bonsai, and they need a lot of light. She wants yeah. to know if there are any, any money plants that might use less light. She also has another question, so let me let you answer that one first. Okay. Well, you know, I know there's uh, challenges in different parts of the of the United States and all over the world. I usually try to use the most sturdy of any plants that I use is the bamboo plant. So you can use you could do the the bamboo plant as a money plant. And how do you do it? You get eight plants, and you and hopefully they're the curly ones. You can intertwine them, wrap it around in gold. You know, to firmly do the, that little um, wrap in gold. You could tie it with a gold ribbon, but I like that wire wrap that secures it. And put it in um, either, um, for the money, I would put it in a purple vase. If you can find a purple ba- vase, I would also hang on that um, money tree. Now, you're, you're, you're telling that money, you're telling that bamboo it's now a money bamboo plant. So in order to confirm that, you go out and get an eight uh, coin, um, you know, charm. And you could find that at any of your Chinatown 
uh, type stores. If you can't find the eight coin, uh, get something that has a one coin Chinese bronze type of coin and put that on that. So, um, or actually a yin yang type of uh, feng shui charm. You could put that on it. And they would also, you can also look for the old Chinese charm, which is a boat like. Um, charm that you could put. That's the old Chinese money charm. Okay. So you have a couple of options, yeah. Okay, we've actually run out of time here. And her second question, you kind of answered that with the first question. So thanks so much. Uh, peace and blessing, Susan, for that question. Uh, Tori, um, I have one main question that I ask everyone okay. uh, before you know we go, all of the guests. And yeah. I'm in love with the Matrix movies. Oh. Uh, do you take with the, the red guy pill? or the movie? The Matrix movie, and, and there's a question in there. Do you take the yeah. red pill or the blue pill? Oh, the blue pill. <laughs> okay. Definitely the blue pill. Okay. Well, Tori, thank you so much. It's been an adventure. Such a pleasure having you on Why We Are Here. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sharon. It was a pleasure. Believe me. Take care. And now for my final thought. My guest today, Feng Shui Master Intuitive Tori Allah, is a significant presence on the planet. Through her work, she continues to assist in the clarity and awareness of divine consciousness. She is a stellar example of how to pay attention to every aspect of life and is a conduit of the creative source. Tori Allah is a professional in a world of healers, readers, and esoteric masters. I'm honored to have her as a friend and colleague and have shared her with all of you out there. The divine essence of creation is asking us all to wake up and live in the magic that lies within each and every one of us. We are all gifts and gifted if only we seek to be all we're meant to be. And it's essential that we take a moment to pause in wonder and gratitude while pontificating on why we are here. No life is meaningless. No breath is wasted. We're all a beautiful, natural part of creation. And as co-creators align with the divine essence, making life happen. Until next time, please keep me in your hearts. And I promise to always keep you in mind. Remember the magnificent kingdom queendom lies within. Stay rooted in Mother Earth, lifted by Father Sky, and continue to walk with the ancestors. Please have an enchanting evening. I'm your host, empowerment coach, healer, visionary author, Sharon Rose Washington. We hope you've enjoyed listening to visionary author Sharon Rose Washington and her insightful luminary guest. Please join us for another powerfully transformative show next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Why We Are Here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For questions, information, and appointments, Sharon can be reached at Sharon at whywearehere.info. Or for direct empowerment coaching and healing, call 866-231-HEAL. That's 866-231-HEAL. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.